Hello and welcome back to Dr. Quackers. So today we're going to be reviewing Creep. This is my first true horror movie that I have reviewed on this podcast. I have to give you a little history about myself and horror. I was afraid of everything when I was a kid, and I mean everything. I was afraid of pretty, yeah, of like, I was afraid of my shadow when I was little. I was afraid of pretty much every insect. I, yeah, I just was afraid. <laughs> like, the weirdest thing, I'd be like, mm, I don't like it, I'm afraid, don't like it. Uh, and my, my parents, specifically my dad, didn't know really what to do when I was little because he never had that problem. Uh, then, when I turned 12, my dad's birthday is only a couple of weeks later. So I bought him a DVD copy of Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. He, knowing that I wouldn't watch the movie, jokingly dared me to watch it with him. But, surprisingly to him, I agreed to it. And I really enjoyed it. Um, all of a sudden, I wasn't really afraid of anything anymore. Um, and from about the ages to 12 to like 16, I watched so much horror movies it was crazy like in, in, in probably a ridiculous margin compared to other films I watched pretty much every popular horror movie ever made I've seen so many like shitty B-rated horror films pretty much any horror film that came out from like the 1960s to like the early 2000s I've pretty much seen um, only the newer stuff I don't really watch as much because most of it's kind of shit and not nearly as good as the older stuff and I'm not entirely sure why they can't seem to replicate some of that really good horror from the old days when it first really started to get super popular. But they just can't, so I haven't seen most of these. Uh, Creep was one I never really saw. I came out in 2014. Um, but I kind of wish I did watch it then. This movie is what I guess you would call a found footage film. Uh, I usually don't like this film style because most of these films suck ass. Everyone tries to be the whole uh, Blair Witch thing. Everyone tries to be Blair Witch. And no one really gets it done. Uh, another really popular movie that did this was the Paranormal Activity films. Uh, and even they don't even really do it that well. But I do like the way they explain the reasoning for this film. So this movie, the reason why it's like a found footage, but it's not really found footage because it's not really found um, spoilers, I'm going to spoiler spoil the movie for you. Uh, <laughs> either pause it here or watch it, or if you don't care, you don't care. But you're watching this recording of a guy named Aaron recording a guy named uh, Joseph, who is supposedly has a brain tumor the size of a baseball, and he's paying this guy to record him for like eight hours for his unborn son. Because he probably won't, he only has like two to three months to live, and he he probably won't be able to make it to see his son being born or anything like that. And that's how it's set up. So it's just him recording uh, the guy because the guy's paying him. But uh, what you find out at the end of the film, you're actually watch you're with you're you're in the eyes of Joseph, and you're watching a snuff film because Joseph at the end of the movie kills Aaron. And then you, you're watching Joseph's, like, cut and edit of the events. So, it's not really found footage. It's footage that's being shown to you, essentially. Um, 
But I really like this use. It's much better than a lot of the other, like, found footage copycats. It's at least, they, they at least use it in their own unique way. Um, the film doesn't use any music except for the end credits. And I don't know why they did that. If you're not going to use music in a film, and I'm totally down for that, that's okay. Sometimes not using music, especially in horror, can make scenes way more intense and way creepier. And due to the way that you're from the perspective of Aaron, not having music makes way more sense because it gives you that perspective of being in his scenario. That's fine. No music. But then at the end, it does like a hard cut to the title and the credits, and it just starts playing like B-rated metal. I don't know why they did that. It takes away from the movie. It like completely ripped me out of the, the ending. I was like, oh, this would have been so much better if it just cut to silence and just roll credits. It would have made way more sense with the tone of the movie. And it's, it wouldn't, if you're going to play us, like if you spent the whole time, no music, and you play a shitty song at the end, it really emphasizes how shitty that song is. So yeah, I just wish they didn't use any music at all if they weren't going to do it in any of the parts of the film. The acting is surprisingly really good and compelling. Uh, the actor that plays Yosef is extremely creepy and is definitely the high point of the film. There is a lot of parts of this movie, especially in the beginning when he's like playing the role as like this like dad that's dying and he's trying to like do things that he would do with his son, like, like um, tubby time. Really, really weird, and it's really cringy, but it's supposed to be, so it's just it's just really good. And he's definitely the highlight, for sure. Uh, the scares are a slow burn, and slowly increases as the film goes on, and I usually think that's how the best way to go. You don't want to just start the movie with just, like, its biggest scare. Like, I like, like, Scream. Scream's a good example of that. Now, I like Scream, and it's a good movie. But after the beginning, it's nothing really hits the same highs as the first, like, 15 minutes of the film. And I'm glad this movie didn't do that, and I usually prefer when horror movies don't do that. Save your biggest part for the end. That's what makes it feel like the, the whole watch time was worth it, if your beginning's better than the rest of the movie. At least for me. Um, yeah, this movie uses the stalker element really well towards the end. Um, basically, Aaron and Yosef get into, like, this altercation after, uh, Angela, who was his, supposed to be his wife, his sister then explains to Aaron while he got, while he passed out drunk. Um, he was also drugged. But, yeah, so, he calls her and she's like, oh, my brother's crazy. And she's, he's like, fucking brother? What? And so he tries to, he ends up escaping somehow. It, they never really show that part. You just see him wearing, like, a wolf mask, who he calls Peach Fuzz. And the guy also explains to him that he, like, raped his wife because his wife was really into animal porn. So he bought this mask and, then like, like BDSM raped her with the mask on. And it was really weird. <laughs> it's supposed to be. But it's just like, what? And it can kind of take you out of the film. But not really. I think it really does, like, make this guy look way fucking crazier uh, than if they took that out. But, uh, yeah, so he escapes. And then it cuts to him at his house. And then J Yosef starts to stalk him. But the problem is, without that whole... Like, you start for the first, like, 40 minutes or so, 
of the movie, you're getting this really weird dynamic and you're seeing this slow change into him being a psycho. But I think that change should have been like saved for the end, or at least they should have ended it when he changed to being full psycho. Because you're spending an extra like 20 minutes like going, why the fuck are you, Aaron, why are you still entertaining this idea that Yosef's not a psycho murderer? There's no fucking way that you wouldn't realize that. But it's also part of the reason why Yosef likes him so much. So Yosef explains at the end of the movie that the reason why he's watching this tape again is because Aaron was his favorite because he still met up with him at the end of the movie to try and give him a second chance. And that he was just the greatest person to ever live because you thought I was good and I'd never harm you, but then I killed you. So you're my favorite though. So he put a heart on the DVD and wrote Aaron, put it in a cabinet and you see a whole bunch of other people's recordings and you hear him on the phone talking to another guy to record him. So, I mean, it sets it up well enough, or at least it makes the the events of the movie way creepier, but it's, I don't know, it's, it's just the stuff with Aaron's really boring comparatively to the beginning and the middle. Just the third arc just feels really slow and it really grinds the movie to a halt just because Aaron's just not that interesting to focus on for that long. They didn't build that character up well enough to him carry a whole part of the film. They use all that time in the beginning and the middle to build up Yosef. So having to deal the ending with just Aaron is really boring. At least to me. And you may feel differently, but it's just, I don't know, it, it makes the third act feel really, really weak compared to the first two parts. Um, but yeah, I give this movie a 6 out of 10. It's a slightly above average film. It's got some really good parts and some really boring and stupid parts, like the music at the end and the third act being kind of boring. Like, and so yeah, it's 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 good, slightly above average, but it it just doesn't. Its highs are in the beginning, and when you have a beginning that's the best part, it makes the rest of the film feel pointless. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, I'll probably do some more horror movies, obviously, because I've seen so many. And I do actually like horror. I'm a big horror fan. Uh, one of my favorite holidays is Halloween now. But yeah, I it's good. Um, yeah, have a good day.